Welcome back to the Sports Credential Podcast. I am your host, the editor of the Sports Credential, Stephen Boero. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Uh, we have a great interview with the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix President and CEO, Jason Rittenberry. Uh, Jason's such a great guy. He's been such a, uh, a fan and supporter of the Sports Credential and me. Uh, it was so awesome to get to talk to him about what's coming up in just, I think, about 50 days or so. The first weekend of August. Uh, it's crazy that the IndyCar is going to be back in town so soon. Uh, we just talked to Matt Grecky last week about the, the Super Speedway and NASCAR race coming up just next weekend. Which that's pretty wild to think about. That's it's it's here again. So uh, yeah, we got a great interview with Jason Rittenberry talking everything IndyCar, uh, talking about the growth of the regrowth, I should say, of motorsports here in Nashville, about you know everything that goes into putting on this event because it's really a festival. It's not just a race. It's a really a festival. And Jason and the rest of the uh, Big Machine Music City Grand Prix team work twelve to fourteen months of putting on this event. There's a lot as goes goes into it: music, food, uh, safety, uh, security, a- everything that goes into it. This is just not a track. This is they're racing through the streets of Nashville, and when you have downtown right there, there's so much to capitalize with the bars and the restaurants, and uh, having accessibility accessibility to Nissan Stadium. So there's there's a lot that goes on to this event that maybe the basic spectator might not think of. And we, we dive into that, uh, Jason and I. So, But before we dive into that interview, there's a couple things I want to talk about. But before we dive into a couple of those things, I want to say thank you so much for listening each week and subscribing and following. And uh, if you haven't already, please go on to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube and subscribe to the Sports Credential Podcast. Once you subscribe, you will never have to go looking for an episode ever again. Every time, every week, there's a new episode. It'll pop up right on your feed on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. So you don't have to go searching for it or going through social media looking to see if we post a new episode every single week. When there's a new episode, it'll pop up right there on your feed. Also, please be sure to follow the Sports Credential on social media to stay up to date on everything and anything Nashville sports. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, give us a follow on Instagram, and give us a follow on Facebook. And also, go to our website at thesportscredential.com and uh, sign up for our free email listing. You'll get an email every Friday about the news that happened throughout the week. You'll get breaking news, Justin, special editions, our monthly calendar, so you'll get everything. So please be sure to follow the Sports Credential because we're going to have you covered with everything going on here in Nashville, and there's a lot that has been going on. Uh, Vandy just dropped their 2024 football schedule. Uh, University of Texas is back in the uh, SEC, or I should say in the SEC for the first time. They'll be playing Vanderbilt in Nashville in 2024, so you got to get your tickets for that. Uh, Alabama and Tennessee will also be playing Vanderbilt here in Nashville in 2024, so they got a lot to work out before they play those powerhouses which will be hopefully will be fun games but you know those are some of the best teams in all of college football also big news uh nashville sc had a special press conference earlier this week to announce that they are signing or have signed now the first ever homegrown player from their nashville sc academy uh adam sipic uh adam is a young man from kentucky 
that played in the Nashville SC Academy, worked his way up and has played a little bit in Huntsville. He scored his first goal with Huntsville, uh, the MLS Next Pro team for Nashville SC. He scored, I believe, this past weekend, and it was it was gorgeous. It was his first goal with Huntsville. I mean, he's only 17 years old, and the club and uh, Mike Jacobs and John Ingram and obviously Gary Smith all felt that uh, he was ready to sign that pro contract, and he'll be spending a majority of his time in Huntsville now, but we may see him play in Nashville SC, probably not this season, but definitely next season. Um, he's got a lot of talent. He seems very poised and dedicated and committed. He seems like he's a kid that just wants to play just from, you know, hearing him talk and doing at the press conference and from what everyone else has said around the club. I mean, they wouldn't give it this 17 year old kid a contract that they didn't think that he was ready for the big leagues. And it, it's really exciting. It's really a fantastic moment, not just for. Adam and his uh his family and his friends, but for Nashville SC Academy and for MLS because this is how the rest of the world of soccer works. Kids as young as eight and ten start in the club academies at Barcelona or Manchester United or Paris Saint Germain. They all start in these the academy leagues and then they work their way up to the U sixteen and then the U seventeen and if hopefully if their path goes right they will find themselves themselves in the top league with that club or another club and they'll stay with that but mls has always uh, been a college league because of just american sports it's not how it really works over here kids go to college and then from college they'll go to the pros or in baseball kids go from high school to the pros um and in soccer is very similar a lot of the kids are they start off in high school uh they start in high school and they play club and then they play college and then maybe they'll get a chance at mls or if we sign any other players internationally they already went through whatever country they're from if it's south america or in europe or in africa uh, they go through an academy and go through those steps to working their way up to be a pro- professional but now we have our own homegrown guy that went through the academy at, i feel like about 14 years old uh, worked his butt off got into huntsville showed enough to you know the top tier guys in the team to get a shot at the uh at a professional contract so it's it's really awesome to see and it just shows that mls and american soccer is moving in the right direction and it's growing in the right direction and fans are embracing it and the soccer community is embracing it and it's just great so it, that was fantastic to see that was a uh, wonderful to see and later this week nashville sc takes on uh st louis for the first time ever at Geodis Park on Saturday. I believe it's a 6.30 uh, kickoff. That's going to be super fun. Uh, St. Louis really kicking butt so far in their first season ever. Really surprising everyone for how talented they are. Um, Nashville still one of the hottest teams in MLS, if not the hottest team. Hani Mukhtar is playing like a god. So it's, it's going to be that's going to be a really fun one and to see if they can hold on to this un, uh, undefeated streak and Picking up a win against St. Louis at home would be continuing this momentum into the rest of the summer. So it's it's, it's, it's a Nashville C. There's so much going on. If you're not paying attention to the club, I recommend paying attention to them because they're not only good, but they have a fantastic fan base. The front office is very uh, out there when like in front of everything. They're they're very vocal. They're very interactive. So that's great to see. 
And they're just growing. If you want to be part of something that's really growing in a positive direction, there's not many organizations, at least in the sports world in Nashville, that's doing that like Nashville SC. So we'll, we'll talk more Nashville SC next week when we'll have a great guest on. Super excited to announce that later. But let's move into our interview with the president and CEO of the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix, Jason Rittenberry. I hope you guys enjoy it. And now I'd like to welcome to the Sports Credential Podcast, Mr. Jason Rittenberry, the uh, CEO of the Music City, uh, Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. I got to get used to that. I always do Big Machine Grand Prix or Music City Grand Prix, but the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. Uh, We're heading into our third year of the Grand Prix here in downtown Nashville. Been two great years. I've been there both times. It's been awesome. Uh, Third year into it. it's super exciting and we're super excited to have you here to talk to us about everything that's going into this third year and all the new stuff and all the things that people can expect again from years past. Uh, so thank you so much for join, joining us, Jason. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me back and uh, always love to, to join you and talk about the big machine music city grand prix. Yes. It's a long name, but uh, you know, we love our partners at big machine and we love to represent the music city. So we want to make sure and get it all in there every time we, every time we say it, even though it's a, uh, it's a mouthful. No, it's, it's, it's important to get everyone in there because it's such a unique event. And that's the first thing I want to touch on. Um, third year going into this event, uh, there's a lot going on. There's always a lot changing of what works, what doesn't work. What's been the biggest, I guess, aspect of this trying to keep this uh, race the most unique mm-hmm. race in the NTT IndyCar Series circuit? Well, I mean, I think we we had a home run year one and blew it out of the park. And so really trying to keep that momentum up uh, into year two and now going into year three is, has really been our biggest challenge. I mean, to always meet the fans' expectations and to, you know, raise the level of uh, experience the fans have at our event from year to year has been, you know, what, what we've been focused on as a team here, uh, making sure that, you know, we're representing the Music City in Nashville from a music standpoint, uh, you know, also making sure we trace, stay true to the sport of, of racing and IndyCar and make sure we, you know, have a competitive race on the track. And I know that's been, you know, if you talk to the diehard IndyCar fans, it's not been the best race the first two years with a lot of cautions. And, uh, you know, we're working on that. We're doing what we can and work with IndyCar. And, but again, what I like to tell the IndyCar guys when they complain about it, there's three other race series that race on it just fine. So <laughs> is it the track or is it the drivers? <laughs> Uh, no comment, no comment, uh, but it's, I've always enjoyed, I mean, I'm, I'm not the, di- the most diehard IndyCar fan out there, but I love, I've always loved IndyCar, I love old motorsports, and I, I've yep. enjoyed the race, I enjoyed the race last year, um, a new thing this year is you guys are going to race underneath the lights, talk to me about that process of trying to get the uh, IndyCar guys, uh, you're going to do one of the night races under the lights, correct? You're going to do the well, the uh, G- GT. GT America, yeah, GT, GT America. America, okay, yeah, so, so GT America. Yeah, so talk to me about how the, the scheduling of this year's race. You guys are doing the GT at night, and you're also doing the uh, premier race, the big race, earlier in the day. Talk to me about this decision. Yep. This decisions of placing those two races. Well, we've wanted to do night racing since the first year, uh, but really, the, we had to get some experience on the track and get the drivers from the GT America series to see how you know, how lit the track was without adding lights. And the reason we're able to run those cars is they have headlights. Any cars 
do not have headlights. We would have to light the entire circuit up with temporary lighting. And, you know, that's just not feasible. Uh, and so the GT America cars, you know, they race at, you know, road courses around the country that don't have any lights at all. Our bridges and streets have more lights than a lot of the tracks they run at. So uh, with the headlights that sports cars, they're able to run under the lights uh, or at night. Uh, so we're excited about that. It's going to be something cool and different. And uh, we've wanted to do it, like I said, the first two years. But now we finally got those guys on board to doing it. Last year we raced, we started the race at dusk and they ended kind of at at night but this year the entire race is going to be going to be at night and so uh it's gonna be really cool uh and something you know different that we've added this year and we put that race right up against the the concert on saturday night because we've learned that some of the race fans really aren't interested in the music and then some of the music fans really just want to come to the concert and so you know in the past we've tried to not have music and racing going on at the same time uh, but that's the one thing we've learned from our fans is we can do both. And, you know, there'll be a small percentage of people that will have to choose that wanted to do both. But for the most part, you know, they'll either go to the concert with Flo Rida on the uh, on the main stage or they'll stay in their seats and watch uh, the night race uh, or they'll head to Broadway and take advantage of our fast pass that we've added this year. So really got three options for people uh, on that Saturday night. And he said, uh, you mentioned the IndyCar race was starting a little earlier this year. Uh, that is true. We've typically been that 2.30 or 3 o'clock green flag, and this year we're moving to a little earlier time slot. Uh, NBC carries both the IndyCar race and the NASCAR race in the fall. And so last year, the NASCAR race, excuse me, the first two years, the NASCAR race was first and we were second. And this year they flip-flopped those. So uh, we'll be the first race on that Sunday, and NASCAR will follow IndyCar that day. Uh, so we're excited about that. We're excited to have an earlier time slot in the day and uh, it gets the fans a, a little bit better from, from a weather standpoint, a little bit out of the heat, the hottest time of the day, the heat of the day, uh, starting that race a little bit earlier. Uh, but we'll still run a full day of racing. We'll still got uh, three races that will take place after the IndyCar race on Sunday, with it being an 1130 green flag here. Uh, that race will be over two two thirty 30-ish. And so then we've still got uh, the GT America race number two, uh, the Toyota GR Cup race number two, and the Stadium Super Trucks race number two. So we've still got, you know, three races that'll take place on Sunday after the IndyCar. So it'll be, a, you know, it's not any less racing in a day. Uh, it's just uh, the change the order around a little from from previous years. That's so much fun. Um, like I said, I'm a huge, I've always been a big motorsports fan. I've, I love all types of motorsports, and I, th I think most fans love it. Uh, what was that process like a couple of years back to get this many different racing series to race here over a three day weekend? Cause it feels like every minute there's always another car practicing, they're training, um, they're getting a practice lap in or they're doing the full on race. What was that process like getting all those guys, all those different series and keeping them? Well, it was definitely a challenge to find time on track for all of them to, to, to get all the, the practice and qualifying and racing that they need. Uh, that, that, that they require to race that series. And that was probably the most challenging part uh, for me is managing that schedule and the on-track activity and making sure we have enough time for all of them. But, you know, but to, to get the race series was easy and to keep them has been extremely easy. We've actually had to turn away series. So there's uh, there have been more and more series that want to race here. They've seen the success of Nashville. They see what a fun event it is, uh, the TV ratings that we get, the number of fans we put in the grandstands. A lot of these series race at tracks don't have a lot of people in the grandstands and that's unfortunate for them 
for the for the racers that that uh, you know are out putting their heart and soul into racing and not a lot of fans there to watch them. And so when they see it on uh, a track and an event that packs the grandstands and packing a full downtown area, you know, they want to be here and they want to race. And from a corporate standpoint, all the race team sponsors want to bring their guests, want to bring their employees, their clients to Nashville uh, with it being such a destination. And so it's become very, very popular in, in the racing circuit for all the series that race here. And for those that don't, that want to race here. So, you know, moving forward, we'll have no problem getting race series uh, to race. For us, it'll be a matter of uh, having enough pit space. Obviously, with uh, with the new stadium coming, we have to have some changes for 24. And I look forward to, you know, having a call with you and, and discussing all those things oh, in the coming so in the coming months. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear about that. Uh, but, you know, the good news is the race isn't going anywhere. We're getting ready to – we're in the process of signing a three-year extension with IndyCar, three-year extension with the city. Uh, so while it's not done yet, uh, we, we feel very confident that that will be done and we will, you know, be sticking around for another three years at least, if not longer, um, with some real exciting changes coming starting in 24. So, you know, every, everyone assumed with the stadium construction and losing the stadium that the race would just have to go away or – that's not the case at all. We've been very fortunate that the city is is being very helpful uh, and cooperative with us and the downtown businesses and the merchants want us here. They love the race. The city loves the race. Uh, Nashville CVC, Butch Burden and his team love the race. So, you know, we've proven ourselves the first two years uh, that we deserve that that weekend on the Nashville calendar and, and we can bring the fans in uh, and they're here to spend money and have a good time it's really become a festival um, and there's, there's different types of race racing races across the country that are like a festival, a speed week, a Daytona. Obviously we just had the Indy 500. It, it's a, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a crazy event. Um, and we just had CMA uh, fest just this past weekend. And it was like always, it's crazy. And everywhere is packed it's crazy it's stuff everywhere. And that's what this Grand Prix is starting to feel like. It's, kind of becoming a staple for some people. I know a lot of fans that renew their season tickets every year. Um, and it's become a staple of the city. What was that process like um, making it a festival that first year? And what does the process look like every year trying to keep it? Like it's always something going on. You guys, I, I know at first I was like, Oh, they probably do like six months of planning and stuff like that. It's only one weekend. But you guys, oh, no. 12 months, 13 months, if there was an extra month to try to get this thing up and going, you guys work your butt off. Talk to me about what the process looks like for you and your team to get all aspects of this weekend, between the racing, between the vendors, between getting downtown involved and all the music. Mm-hmm. Well, we knew from year one we wanted this to be a festival. We knew being in Nashville, it couldn't be just a race. The music had to be a huge aspect of it, being Music City. Uh, with our location to Broadway, we knew we had to incorporate Broadway. We had to incorporate the downtown merchants. It could not be just a uh, an urban street course in a in a city such as you know St. Pete or Detroit or Toronto. Uh, I feel like Long Beach has done a very good job, and and we probably you know look to Long Beach more than some of the other street races as to what they do because theirs is more of a festival. They have a lot of things going on. Uh, they're more of in a downtown walkable area uh, with a lot of a lot of activity and businesses going on around them. And so we really tried to look at what they did, uh, even St. Pete and, and some of the other races of what they did right uh, and we liked and we can incorporate here, but then really wanted to take it a step further and, 
uh, really make it very Nashville and, you know, take the best of what CMA Fest does and the best of what we did for the draft and the best of, uh, you know, those other street racing circuits and combine it into one and make it a full festival. You, you, you know, you reference festival and that's the way we've marketed it from year one. This is not just a race. Uh, you know, we said the race was just the reason to come together and have a party downtown Nashville. So, uh, and that's the way we've treated this event every year uh, to try and add more and more to it. And we feel like we've added more every year, uh, whether it be music uh, or other festive festivities downtown, different food areas. Uh, this year, we've added the Fast Pass for Broadway and incorporating the downtown uh, restaurants and bars and honky tonks on Broadway. And so we just feel like we, constantly have to step up and, and find the next best thing this is not an event nashville being the destination market it is we don't feel like we continue to maintain the event and just be status quo some of these other events that are truly just races the fans are going to come to the race regardless of what's happening around it uh, and we don't feel that's the case here in nashville we feel like we have to entertain uh, and we have to continue to elevate the event uh, and that fan experience year after year uh, and so that's what a lot of our team we have a you know, a lot of team members that are dedicated just to doing that. You know, we have just as many dedicated to just working with the city uh, from an operational standpoint and getting the track built and getting all the permits in place and the road closures and the police and fire and EMS and, you know, all of those things. So we have a, a tremendous amount of work. As you said, it does take 12 months. We start planning. Uh, we're actually planning right now for 24. So typically it is a 12 month, but with the changes that have to take place in 24, uh, we've got four or five people on our team that are dedicated just to 24. We're having meetings with the city, meetings with IndyCar, you know, lots of things that are happening for 24 event because of the changes. Uh, and we're not even to the 23 event yet. So uh, we'll have probably 14, 15 months into planning uh, into the into the 24 event. Uh, and when we start making those announcements, I think you'll you know, you'll you'll see why. Uh, there's a lot of cool things and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of changes that are going to happen to this event to make it even bigger and better. Stop. You can't keep saying that. You got to wait for it. Cause I want to know, cause I'm so excited <laughs> to hear cause every, there's so much change happening in Nashville and I'm like, what's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with that? So yeah, I'm so excited to see that you guys are staying on for another three years. Um, it's just an awesome, awesome event. And the more racing there is in Nashville, the better. And uh, I also want to talk about the Indy 500. We saw Nashville uh, local, native uh joseph newgarden pull out that first ever indy 500 uh, that was a crazy end to that race it talk was it was yeah talk to me about what it was like seeing the nashville guy win the race and what that's going to bring to kind of the nashville racing world and especially the mm -hmm. music city big machine grand prix yeah it was awesome i mean to be there and uh, you know i talked to joseph and his team that morning and you know, they were pumped up and fired up about the race as always. And, you know, that was the one that he hadn't won yet. You know, we'd won, a, you know, a couple IndyCar championships and won most every other race. And, you know, he had not won the Indy 500 yet. And to be such an accomplished driver and racing for, you know, 10 years on the circuit and have not won that race yet was, you know, was big for him. So it was huge for him. It was huge for us as, a, as, a, as an event based in Nashville and to have our hometown guy to win that. Uh, you know, we couldn't have asked for anything better. Uh, and the celebration that he had was just phenomenal, uh, brought tons of media attention and, and tons for our event. Uh, we had him doing radio for us, uh, radio and TV for us Monday and Tuesday after the 500. 
you know, talking about uh, our event, talking about how excited he is to come home and, you know, bring that momentum from the Indy 500 win. And, and we've got some some other events coming up planned for for Joseph and, and the Penske Racing team here in Nashville to, to celebrate that Indy 500 win uh, between now and between now and our race coming up. Uh, you know, we're 52 days away now from cars being on track uh, in downtown Nashville. So we've got uh, a lot of work to do, but also going to celebrate Joseph and that Indy 500 win. That's so super exciting. Um, I know a lot of people, because I'm a new guy to Nashville. I don't know the rich history of racing in Nashville. A lot of people talk about, you know, the rich history. And you, you see it with NASCAR at the, uh, the fairground and then the super speedway. And now they're back. And then there's new stuff coming on about the fairground speedway. Now IndyCar's back in town. Have you mm-hmm. seen a resurgence of racing fanaticism here in Nashville, or has it always been there and now it's just kind of come to light because of all the races back in town? I think it's always been there, and I don't think it went anywhere. Uh, even when the Super Speedway closed down and NASCAR left and IndyCar left, I don't think the excitement for motorsports and racing uh, dwindled in this market. Uh, they just had to go out of town for it. Uh, and I think the majority of the fans that are here attend other events. They are not just – they're diehard racing fans that are living in this market. They're not just attending uh, the NASCAR at the Super Speedway or the IndyCar uh, for our event. They're, you know, they're going to the Indy 500 or they're going to uh, to Bristol, to Talladega. Uh, and I see a lot of those folks there. I do. You know, I'm at all of those events uh, and we see a lot of people from Nashville at those events. Uh, and I've been, you know, in this market a long time while I wasn't living here. I was still heavily involved with motorsports in Nashville for 10 years. I was the president of the NASCAR track in Memphis, uh, but we owned the Nashville super speedway, the same company, Dover motorsports owned both Memphis and Nashville. And so, you know, I was here for the construction of the super speedway back in 2000. I was here when they opened in 2001 and here for uh, most every race uh, that they had there, NASCAR and IndyCar for, for that 10 year period. And so, you know, I've seen the excitement uh, from, from fans here in, in this market, uh, for you know, 20, 20 plus years now. Uh, and Nashville was a huge television market for IndyCar. Uh, they were historically in the top three to five every year for IndyCar, which is one of the reasons why IndyCar wanted to be back in the Nashville market so badly. They, you know, they developed a huge fan base here over a, you know, a 10 year period, 11 year period running at the super speedway. And then when they left, you know, those fans, you know, had to go to, had to go out of town. Uh, most all of them were going to Indy, of course, but then trying to attend another event and in, in other markets, whether that be Barber down in, in Birmingham or, or others. But uh, I have seen a resurgence of it, both with the, the super speedway with NASCAR coming back and IndyCar coming back in the same year uh, with both of those returning to Nashville in 2021. And now both going into our third year here. Uh, it's definitely created a quite a resurgence of, of the fans here and getting their excitement up for, you know, for middle Tennessee and for Nashville and for having all those races here. Yeah. It's super fun to see. I'm, I'm glad that I'm kind of in the thick of it as well. Just new resurgence of racing here in town. Um, me being working out here at the sports credential and doing stuff for music row, being connected with both sports and music. Um, it's, you can't ignore the big part, big machine being a partner, being the main sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that like having Big Machine and Scott Bruschetta being not only the music mogul with the talent behind it, decades of talent behind him, but being the racing fan he is and being the racer he is 
and having that type of mind being part of this event? Well, I mean, it's, it's invaluable to us to have Scott involved and to have the Big Machine Label Group and Big Machine Vodka and all of the Big Machine brands to be a part of our event. Uh, and Scott loves this race more than anybody. Uh, he spends a ton of time on this race personally. It is a, it is a, a special project to him. We spend uh, every, we get an hour of his time every week, year round, uh, to meet our team, his team. Uh, we talk about this race and talk about the plans and what we're doing. And he's heavily involved. And not only is he a title sponsor, as you know, he's also one of our investors and owners of the race as well. And so uh, to have Scott involved has just been huge for us and, and tremendous for our team, for our uh, for our event, not only what he provides through the label, uh, but as you mentioned, just to have such a smart, uh, you know, innovative person that brings all the years of experience in racing and music uh, to our event has, has been uh, tremendous for us and we wouldn't want to do this event without him yeah it's just it's just nashville especially over the last two decades with the sports growing up uh, just blowing up here in town it's just sports and music it's just one of those just two things you you just go hand in hand they just they can't really separate them especially in this town and even the state um it's great to see and my last question i'll let you go um i ask everyone this what's your favorite aspect of either the event or the race uh is it something during race weekend is it something during the prep process or what's your favorite part of running this awesome event well my favorite it's always the same and it's been the same since the first day i you know stepped on the stage to welcome a crowd to a nascar event in the year 2000 so when i was 25 year old young GM of a NASCAR track when I stepped on that crowd and welcomed them and uh, and heard the gentlemen start your engines and the and the cars roar by for the first lap of that race. I mean that that's really what it's all about and that's why I do this and why anyone in this industry can tell you that's that's why we do this. It's it's that start of that race and it's seeing the fans uh, enjoy the event and know that you had a small part in, in putting that event on for them and uh, entertaining them. Uh, and, and that's what it's all about for me. So for this particular event, it will be Sunday at 1130 when the green flag drops uh, live on NBC. And we've got, uh, you know, 60, 70,000 fans here on site at, uh, in downtown Nashville and, and millions watching worldwide in 26 different countries. And to know that we played a small part in putting all that together to entertain these, these folks, that's really my favorite part of the event. Uh, it's my favorite part of every event that I've ever done for 23 years now is uh, in motorsports is when that green flag drops. Uh, that's what it's all about. And that's when we work 12 months out of the year and, and to entertain those fans and see the smiles on their face and see the excitement and see them st- rooting on their drivers. Uh, that's my favorite part. Awesome. I'm super excited. Just, you know, 52 days away. Just insane to think about that. 52 days. There's a lot of work to get done in 52 days. We're about 25 days away from starting track construction. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm super excited. It's an awesome event. You guys kill it every single year. I can't even imagine the type of work you guys do for it, but it's a killer event. I'm super excited. I know everyone else in town is super excited. Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I know you're unbelievably busy. So do you take the time to speak with us about the race and everything that goes into it? It's, it's awesome. Thank you so much. Always happy to do it, brother. Anytime. Enjoy it. Thank you, Jason.
And there you have it, our interview with Jason Rittenberry. Once again, thank you so much, Jason, for taking the time to speak with me. Jason's the best. He's been working in the live music and live entertainment industry for such a long time, working in motorsports for close to two decades, like he said. He just he knows what he's doing, and he's doing it as good as anyone else, especially here in town. Uh, so it's always great to hear from him and learn more about what's going on at the uh, Grand Prix, because like we talked about in interview, it's become really a fantastic festival and it's slowly becoming a staple for Nashville. And uh, we'll have so much more to talk about uh, regarding the big machine music city Grand Prix. As we get closer, uh, we got NASCAR next week. We'll be talking a little bit about that. And we'll be talking about IndyCar, hopefully in the near future, right before uh, the race hits downtown. So that's all we have for you this week at the sports credential podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Jason Rittenberry. Please be sure to go on social media and follow the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix to stay updated on all the news coming out from them. Uh, They have the full lineups, the musical lineups. They have the full schedule for all three race days. So just in case, if you weren't sure which time certain races were or which time certain concerts were, You'll find it all on there, and uh, you head to their website, musiccitygrandprix.com. You'll find all the options for tickets. There's still a bunch of tickets available. The weekend passes, uh, they have so much more options in the ticketing this year than they've ever had. So be sure to go check out the website, musiccitygp.com. Give them a follow on social media. There's tickets still available. It's a great weekend. So much to do for everyone in the family. But, um, yeah. Thank you so much, Jason. Yeah, but that's all we have for you this week. Uh, talk some Nashville SC next week. Uh, talk some NASCAR next week. Yeah, super pumped. Super, super pumped. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow the Sports Credential on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Be- please be sure to subscribe to the Sports Credential podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or on YouTube, wherever you guys listen to us. Uh, make sure you please subscribe. And if you have an opportunity to leave a review or leave a rating, uh, it'd, be, it'd mean the world to me. So thank you guys once again. I'm Stephen Boyer, your host, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. 